Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today I have Rudy Kuzuma, who is the CEO of Your Home Sold Guarantee Realty. Rudy, how are you doing today? Beautiful day. Pleasure to be here, Christopher. Thank you for uh, the invite. Rudy, I am so excited to unpack this great conversation and podcast we're going to have together as we're going to talk about all your success within your realtor company, uh, making millions of dollars within that, expanding to different states. Right now you're in California, you're expanding to uh, uh, Texas, as well as other potential opportunities in Florida and so on and so forth. And as my listeners know, my background, even before being a speaker and coach was in the real estate world. So there's so many things we're going to talk about, but before doing all that and going ahead of ourselves, I give a small introduction of who you are and what you do. Do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our listeners? I came to United States in 1997 as a student. I grew up in a family that never talked about money, sales, or business. So I graduated from college and first somebody gave me a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in that book, uh, Robert Kiyosaki talked about the number one skill in life, it's sales. So I, I dropped out of graduate school and went into door-to-door sales, start going into a swap meet and basically just selling knickknacks. And when I was selling door-to-door uh, promotional products, one of my customers was a real estate brokerage and he uh, encouraged me to, to get my real estate license. So quickly get my license in 2007, three years after he asked me to do it. So 2007, got my license and quickly I realized in this business, you know, uh, we are like a one-man show, right? So that's, uh, that's how I get, into this business. <laughs> okay, so a lot to unpack there. First and foremost, the the starting of the ideology of coming from an immigrant background, realizing after reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm sure every single person in real estate have, has read and changed their lives towards. And I'm exactly that same story as well. So I'm glad that we have that. And understanding Robert Kiyosaki's concept of sales and then going into the world of sales and realizing the major leagues of sales, a sale in property. So uh, kind of going towards that. Now, you kind of alluded to a couple of things in regards to that when it comes to the sales side of things in real estate, uh, in the ideology of like, hey, we're one man show. And I know that your brokerage and agency is on the ideology of building teams. Let's unpack that right now, because I know a lot of brokers that succeed extremely well by themselves at one, maybe two secretaries. And I know people that have teams of like 10 plus brokers working under them and growing them. Why are you so much more involved in the ideology of growing your team instead of doing it by yourself? Yes, because when I first get my license in 2007, the first thing my broker asked me to do is cold calling, literally almost like a yellow page. So as I was doing it, I was calling everybody from seven in the morning to seven in the evening. And 
at the end of it, people are cussing at me. So uh, I did that for literally a month. And remember, as a brand new agent, like I need money like yesterday, right? I have bills coming in. So I was renting in a small 400 square feet apartment, but still like I got to pay. So um, so the broker said, well, it's for the long term. I was like, Mr. Broker, you don't understand. Like, I cannot do a long term. I need like now. So he asked me, well, maybe cold calling is not for you. So he asked me to, he introduced me to door knocking. So I did door knocking literally. So I'm not lazy. I, 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 was, I was door knocking from seven in the morning, literally till 9 p.m. every day, thousands of doors. And what I soon realized, the difference between door knocking and cold calling in the door knocking, uh, they, they, they start cussing at you live in person, right, right in your face. So I quickly went back to my broker. I said, Mr. Broker, there gotta be a better way because the, the door knocking, it's like worse than the cold calling, right? At least on cold calling after they're like cussing at you, they, they just hang up the phone, like door knocking. I had a dog chase after me. I remember that clearly uh, embarrassing moment in my life, Christopher, my, my girlfriend was sitting in a car and I told her, look, we're going to make a lot of money. I'm doing a real estate sales. So she sit in the car. I was doing a door knocking and literally the homeowners let the bulldog out and I was running. And that was the last time I do door knocking. So as I was doing all of that, and then my first wife pregnant with a baby, and then I was like, as a, how can it be, right? In real estate, I work seven days a week, 20 hours a day, and I couldn't even have the time to, 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 to be with my wife when, 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 when she has a baby. So that's when the first idea of, uh, like Kiyosaki, I think mentioned it a little bit on the book, talking about building a team. You cannot be running around doing everything by yourself. It's just impossible. So, and then I, and then that's that's the beginning of the team. And then I seek out the best of the number one, uh, like who did well in in Remax, for example. So that was the number one uh, agent at the time. His name is Craig Proctor, and I I learned from him, becoming a student of him, and literally building a team model. And over the last five years. Every month, my team sold about 500 homes a year with absolutely no cold calling. Our team, uh, Christopher, named as the number one team multiple years with Remax in the state of California and, and in the last five years. So that's, that's kind of like the evolution of the team. <laughs> I, okay, first of all, I so understand your experience of the cold calling, the door knocking. I've done thousands of calls and thousands of doors as well within my career in regards to uh, the broker side of things. And I've actually found a lot of success with that. Now, fortunately, I never had a bulldog run after me, uh, though I do live in Canada. So I've had like some frostbites by legit walking in a suit outside in minus 20 weather that's Celsius. I don't know if the conversion is in Fahrenheit, but it's very, very cold. So I've had that experience of the door knocking and I'm glad that you saw like, hey, let's grow the team. Now, when you had that ideology and you compared it to the Robert Kiyosaki world and you alluded to the aspect when you're a broker in the beginning or any entrepreneur that starts a business, I mean, you needed money yesterday. Like you said, your overhead, you haven't done a sale and so on and so forth. So how did you start from that moment after having those two main experiences from cold calling and door knocking to be like, hey, let me build a team even before you did your sales, even before you got to a certain level? Because the normal standard of a broker making a team is you start by yourself, you become extremely successful, then you have so much success that you have to start building a team because you can't do everything by yourself. So how did you shift it? How did you start hiring people when you didn't have necessarily business or did you go towards a traditional route of growing the business? 
Yeah, you are right. So I had no money and I, I realized uh, that cold calling and door knocking wasn't for me. I almost quit real estate, but I tried one one last time. So if you remember on the Rich Dad book, there's a game called the cash flow game. Mm -hmm. So I had no money, nothing. So all I did, uh, this is back in 2007, I host uh, cash flow games three times a week. So I advertise it on online, on Craigslist, on Meetup, basically free advertising online. And when I door knock, I still do the door knocking, but when I door knock, instead of asking people, are you thinking of buying and selling a house? I'm inviting them to a cash flow game night. So, so now people start coming in to play the cash flow game three times a week, uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday night, I play the cash flow game. So we have about 15 to 20 people coming in every week. And if, at the end of each game, it was a two or three hours game. At the end of two, three hours, I asked a simple question. Hey, which one of you guys? are interested to do this in real life. So every time I host a session, I pick up two or three new clients. So as you can do, uh, as you can do the math, Christopher, by the end of my first month, I have more business that I can handle. And then I look around the other agents in my office, like they have nothing to do. So that's when I, I start recruiting other agents. Hey, why don't you join my I didn't call it a team. I just say, uh, let's partner up. I'm going to generate a business for you so you can just go out and show homes while I generate the client. So that's kind of like the accidental genesis of this team. <laughs> Rudy, listen, I'm not saying this lightly and I'm not blowing steam up your butt. That is probably one of the most intelligent approach that I've seen in prospecting for real estate I've ever heard. And I, like I said, I've been in the industry myself for five years. Now I coach high-end uh, uh, real estate brokers, real estate investors. And literally last year, my company got hired to coach one of the top Remax agents, uh, not agents, but the agencies in the greater region of Montreal. And I coach their 300 top brokers. So I've been around the industry. Why is this so intelligent? Because this hits my fourth pillar of my ideology of my coaching. And this is what it is. First and foremost, you have to create massive value then create massive impact, then the income will follow. A lot of entrepreneurs think it's the other way around. I'm going to create income, then I'll bring value, then I'll create impact. No. So what you did in the beginning, calling people, knocking on doors, being like, hey, you want to sell a house? Do you want to buy a house? Yes, that might work. But most of the times, you're probably going to get a dog chasing you out of the house and being afraid. And then once you shifted it towards what value can I bring them? I'm doing this free game night. It's a clash for a quadrant from Robert Kiyosaki. You're going to learn concepts about real estate. You want to come? They're like, wait a minute. That's interesting. I'm going to teach you something. You're bringing value. Then once you're doing that value, they're there. You're creating impact. You're showing them what they could really do from this game towards you want to do it in reality. Then the income follows. So, wow, like legit. I just wanted to unpack that. Make sure that everybody heard that is probably the smartest way to approach it. Now, my next question is, now that you're very successful, do you still do that same game night? Is that still something ongoing with people from your team members? Is that the way you're still getting your clientele or are you at a level right now just the referrals do it for you? Well, now we kind of leverage uh, the way. So we have about 200 plus uh, real estate agents in our organization now. Now I'm generating appointments. I'm generating business for 200 full-time real estate agents in California. So I cannot do the game night anymore. So right now, our lead generation, mainly on online, we are very big on SEO, search engine optimization, Google, radio, billboards, direct mail. Because uh, Christopher, when I first, uh, because right now I have a little bit money that I can invest in that. But the point here is that, it's like you mentioned just now, 
it's not about the resource that you have or the resource that you don't have. It's about how you being resourceful. It's about your resourcefulness, not about your resource. And I and what you just said just now, Christopher, exactly. Our real estate agents here, I think we are the most real estate agents in, in the state of California. And the reason because the way to make more money is you got to add more value. The only way to, to make more money, you got to add more value. For example, every real estate agent in, in my area, they only email homes that the consumers already seen online. We are the only one we teach our real estate agents to show homes that they cannot see online. See, price is only a factor in the absence of value because we add such a huge value giving access to off-market deals daily. Our clients don't mind uh, paying more and more and more. In fact, Christopher, when it's not about paying more money. If you look at online, we literally have oh, thousands of five-star reviews from the owner of the house, happy clients. And then they send a, refer, a repeat business and they send all their family and friends to do business with us. So yeah, what you said just now was like powerful. You gotta add the key is the value. The money will follow the value. It's not the other way around. It's not gonna happen. Rudy, I love your energy. Really, I love your energy. I love your passion about this whole real estate world and so on. And I wanna kind of shift this aspect towards now you're in the position of you're running your agency. Not only you're running, like in the previous, in the beginning of the call, we mentioned that it's not only in California now, you just expanded to Texas. There's some other states that are coming out about an opportunity. So you're in more of a position of like a CEO. So you're growing the business. Talk to us about that transfer towards you being on the ground, doing deals, so on and so forth, then transition towards, hey, I'm the CEO of this agency. I have brokers under me. I have to learn techniques like uh, SEOs. I have to learn techniques of leadership, communication with my brokers to get them to that next level. How did that shift happen? And what are some of the main things that you learned within that world for you to be an even better leader and so on? Yeah, I mean, one of the, uh, one of the belief system here is you, uh, on our leadership here is that you got to in order for you to elevate, you got to delegate. So elevate and delegate. So the only way for you to elevate is you got to really master the task. So simple example, practical example is lead generation, right? So once I figure out the lead generation, put it into a system, meaning a series of checklists. That's what the system is all about, a series of checklists. And then I delegate that. And then, so every position, so instead of everything, it's all about most people, Christopher, they cannot grow beyond themselves because they make it all about themselves and they keep everything a secret, right? So, so what, uh, so I, what I learned is to, to compartmentalize everything. And then you put the, your job is to fire yourself, right? So my job every day is looking at myself in the mirror. What is it that I do that I need to fire myself? The only way for me to fire me is I need to really master that task and then be able to create a checklist and then delegate. So once we do that, then that's how the organization grow. And right now, like you mentioned just now, uh, we have 200 uh, real estate professionals who partner up with us in San Diego, Los Angeles County, Orange County, San Francisco, San Jose area. But because the model, the behind the infrastructure, the operation, it's all set up. So and now we so now when when the real estate agents partner up with us, all we need to do we just give them deals. Like literally, as you know, me, uh, Christopher, most real estate agents they spend eighty percent of their time looking for customers. Mm -hmm. So now we give them the customers. So we give them the customers. Uh, and then we take care of all the compliance and the operation behind the scenes. So that's that's basically what we are doing now. 
I love that. I love your approach. I love the way that you're kind of going about that. The fact that you have really essentially all the main counties in, in California done from south to the Bay Area and so on. Uh, the approach behind it of getting the, the really the clients there. And most importantly, understanding that delegation is one of the most important parts of growing a business. Because listen, everybody has 24 hours in a day. And you can't buy more hours. The only thing you can do, though, if you get somebody that has the same mission and vision with you and get you in the organization, then potentially you're gaining their 24 hours if they working towards the business. So then once you're at that point, like you said, you have to look at what are things that I'm good at and what are things that I'm not good at that I should delegate to somebody else. And before delegating, you, you mentioned something which I want to highlight to our listeners is that you have to become quite eloquent at that skill set so then you know how to delegate it and teach them how to do it. So Rudy, I love all of that aspect and I love where we're going with this. Uh, my next question over here, it's extremely, extremely, extremely clear that you are highly successful. You are passionate about what you do. You're definitely a go-getter and you're putting your foot down and you're going towards it. Now we learn a lot from people's successes as we're speaking about, but we also learn from people's failures. And that's a big part that I feel like people do not talk about in a very high level. So my question to you, Rudy is, Right now, within your business, what is something you're particularly struggling with or somewhere that you could optimize even more? So first of all, what is that thing in your business that you're working on that you're struggling with? And how are you going about to fixing it or improving it or optimizing that? Yeah, the biggest uh, failure as far as developing a team is communication. So what happened, uh, Christopher, five, five years ago, I did uh, implement change. And my mistake was uh, instead of doing it one-on-one, -on -one, when we implement change, uh, I just did a group, like basically like an announcement, right? And so what I learned is that uh, you have key people in your team. And when, if, or when there is a change, because the world, the business always keep on rapidly changing. So if you don't change, obviously you're going to be obsolete, but how you're going to go about change is I learned is to, to do one-on-one -on -one because people don't care about what you know. Like you may be right, by the way, I, uh, we, by the way, we, what the five years ago, the change today, completely, it was the right decision. However, people don't care. I think Zig Ziglar is the one they say, uh, people don't care what you know. You may be 1000% correct, but it's how you make them feel. Like mm -hmm. you got to make sure you feel like you care about them, right? So what I learned when we implement uh, changes like that, you just have to show that you care. And the way to do it is uh, let's let's gather a small group of your leaders and do a one-on-one. -on -one. And so make sure you get a buy-in. You get a buy-in from your key leaders before you implement the change. That's I think that's one of the biggest and it emotionally draining for me because as you know, five years ago, my team was like very small. Almost half of my leaders actually left uh, at, at that time. I love that. And the way that you kind of mentioned that aspect of people don't necessarily remember what you say or what you know as knowledge, but they remember how you make them feel. Uh, that is uh, definitely something very interesting. And that's actually uh, Maya Angelou that kind of talks about that ideology or that quote in itself. So I do love the fact that you're kind of looking towards that being like, all right, the main thing I need to do is improve upon my communication as a leader and how do I go about it and how do I make them feel throughout that communication? Because like you said, you could have all the knowledge in the world, but what is the communication side of things? And Rudy, as this show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show, a lot of the part I truly believe as I've been coaching thousands of hours of coaching, spoken in front of thousands of people and hundreds of stages across the world here, 
and really noticing some people that perform extremely high and become high performers have great habits and rituals within their day that makes them show up in a consistent way on a daily basis. So my question to you is, what are some of the habits and rituals that you do consistently that make you succeed, that make you wake up and go do those door knockings in the beginning, that make you keep that energy going forward, that make you grow the business and so on and so forth? So what are some of the habits and rituals within your day that you use on a consistent basis that really makes you succeed as an entrepreneur? consistent basis since the beginning of time if there's one thing it's kind of hard but if there's one thing maybe uh, i never missed the training like every day till today uh every day literally every day at eight o'clock in the morning if you come into my office today at eight o'clock people already here and we always start our training from eight to nine when the first time i get into the business 2007 uh, 2001 in sales i had no money to in at eight o'clock i buy the cassette tape I just listen the cassette tape over and over and over again. So I think if there's one habit that I consistently do for the past 20 years, it's wake up in the morning, uh, wake up in the morning, take a shower and at eight o'clock sharp, even when I had no customers back then, I, I look like this with a tie and show up in the office and listen to a like something positive, right? Right now I'm hosting the training, but back then I listened to, to like cassette tape, right? But I think, uh, I don't know, uh, Christopher, maybe, if there's one thing, invest in yourself because your mind here, yeah. because if I don't listen to positive things, if, if I don't train myself, intentionally train myself every day, then as you know, there's so many challenges in life. I could have easily quit long time ago, right? I have no money. I have no, like you know, so many things. There's so many excuses, but I think mental toughness. And I think the reason I have mental toughness because I always surround myself with positive people. When I just surround myself, it could be cassette tape, cassette tape books, you know? Yeah. Rudy, once again, I love the fact that you mentioned that and you are preaching to the choir in that regards because everything I believe in is in the mindset and personal development. So much so, exactly like you, the reason how I got into personal development and hired my first coach is when I was a broker and I looked at my budget of marketing and I saw that, hey, you know what? I have a budget X, Y, and Z. And I could take this budget and put it on door flyers or put it on the highway, like a poster of me, buy a property with me. And then I looked at it. I'm like, hey, I could actually hire a coach with this because this is, you know, a, a business deduction. And I'm like, if I do that, I'm going to learn something. And whatever I learn, I can't unlearn it. Granted, the poster on the highway would be great, maybe get some sales, but that's a one-time thing. I was exactly like you in regards to invest in your mindset, invest in your growth, and that's going to pay dividends. So much so in my personal uh, experience, it made me go into speaking and coaching career, which I never thought that that was what I was going towards. So I love the fact that you are very, very specific on grow, consistently grow. And as you mentioned, Zig Ziglar previously, he has a quote of saying, Personal development is like taking a shower. You don't take or taking a bath. Uh, you don't take a bath once a year and say, I'm clean for the rest of the year. You have to do it daily. And that's what personal development is. So I love the fact that you have that ideology, Rudy. And we're coming to time here. I have just one last question for you, Rudy, is after the people listening to this, just getting infected with your energy, what, then if they're interested in potentially becoming a broker, coming in your agency, or just learning more about you, where would be the best place to connect with you, Rudy? Yeah, you're right. Knowledge. Knowledge does not make you money. You gotta take action, right? Act, mm -hmm. re, the the result is driven by the action that you take. So if you wanna take the next action, uh, I actually show how our team system actually works step by step on www.topagentsfreedom.com. 
www.topagentsfreedom.com. Christopher, I actually show step by step on how I literally sold over $1 billion worth of real estate in the last 12 months with zero cold calling, no prospecting, no door knocking. And and in today's economy, like literally today is 2022, right? COVID, I mean, nothing, nothing changed. People still do consume this transaction. So I put up everything online. And everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. And Rudy, is there somewhere on social media that uh, people could reach out to you? Is there one social that you're more uh, available on uh, compared to others? Um, any, uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, Rudy L. Kusuma. Uh, Instagram, Rudy L. Kusuma or Facebook. Google us. We are everywhere. <laughs> YouTube, Google, Instagram. What, what, what is Christopher? What is Grand Cardone says? If you are not everywhere, you are nowhere. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I love it. The 10x ideology of you have to be everywhere. So, okay, beautiful. I love that. Everything will be in the show notes below. Rudy, once again, thank you very much for being present here on this podcast. Just blessing us with your energy, with your passion, with your ideas and your approach and vision of life as an entrepreneur. True pleasure on this conversation. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you, Christopher. Make it a great day. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or intrapreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. If you want to know more, go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day. Thank you.